In this Easter season, we are to be filled with joy. I don't know about you, but I can't say that I'm always filled with joy. And yet, we hear in our readings today that it is the desire of God that we experience the fullness of joy. Joy is one of the spiritual fruits of the Holy Spirit. So when we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for example, and we respond to those gifts, we experience spiritual joy. Spiritual joy comes when our hearts are completely open to the will of the Heavenly Father. And that joy can be experienced not just when something's going well in our life, but we can even experience the interior joy in great trials. Could be health things, things in the world, things in our family, things in our country, in our church, in our personal lives. How often it can be difficult for us to believe that God has every good thing in mind for us. He wants all good things. He certainly allows trying, difficult, even tragedies and hardships. But through all of that, if we are so connected with God, we can find our way through those without losing our interior joy. But that is hard because we are very, very human. And our humanity sometimes can make us feel like it's not possible. It can make us doubt the truth. It's hard to miss the point of the readings today about love. The nature of God's love is to seek the good of the other. As God did in creating us, Jesus, in dying for us to pay for our sins and the Holy Spirit to animate us, to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all other good things. Not because we find ourselves worthy or capable, but because of God's love. God's love is creative, it's generative. And what it seeks to do is to help us realize how much we are loved. You may have heard it said that God's love is unconditional. Do we really believe that? Really interiorly, consistently? Meaning that even if we were sinners and we have human weaknesses, we could say, well, it can't be possible. Not only is it possible, but it's real. And the more we discover what it's like falling in love with God, receiving that truth of that love, the more we begin to experience the joy that's intended in this Easter season. It's said so clearly today in our Gospel from John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Just like God's love in us, God's joy in us and through us to others. We then become ambassadors of God's goodness and love and all good things in a world so longing for meaning and joy and peace and freedom, interior freedom. And interior freedom comes when we are in right relationship with God. We see that example, of course, manifest so beautifully in two people I'd like to especially call out today.
Jesus. Jesus is so clear in the Scriptures that he has come not to do his own will, but the will of his heavenly Father. And in so doing, he then becomes a witness and example in the way that the Father wants. And when you and I allow our lives to be led by God's grace, we experience that joy, that peace, that freedom, really a sense of ease. Because we're allowing ourselves to let love in, divine love. So if there's things we've done in the past that we just carry with us, if we need to go to confession, go to confession and let it go. If that shame keeps bringing it back, or the enemy, no, surrender it to our good God. Yes, we should properly say, I am a sinner, but I am a loved sinner, loved by the unconditional love of God. And when we begin to experience that, we love ourselves as God loves us. Then we're able to love others as God loves us, and God loves them. It's often in our own interior disturbance that then others pay for it, and we pay for it, because we may have trouble believing the truth of who we are as beloved adopted sons and daughters, unconditionally loved. And all we need to do is to say, yes, God, I choose to believe, and to begin to live and think out of that very clear reality. It's the right ordering of our mind that helps dispose our emotions and really prepares us to receive even more of the truth of God's love. And then, of course, we are to share that with others. We heard in this reading from John today, our second reading, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as expiation for our sins. The second example I want to use is our blessed mother, Mary. In this month of May, we often honor our Blessed Mother Mary. She is that humble, disposed soul that realized the greatness of God in and through her was because of God. And that beautiful prayer, the Magnificat, manifests that so beautifully as she proclaimed in her own way, my soul proclaims the greatness of God my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has lifted up the lowly. And it goes on and on about all these beautiful things that God has done. And God will do in us in the ways that he has it perfectly planned. When we are like Mary, open, disposed, like Jesus, following the Father's plan. One of the most beautiful images that I think of our Blessed Mother Mary is a book called The Reed of God. You think of a reed in a swamp, how it blows wherever the wind blows. Think of the wind as the Holy Spirit, and it just is flexible. It goes with the wind. If we have that same disposition and we ask our Blessed Mother to intercede for us, that we can also be reeds of God, to not be firm in our own way the way things have to be, but rather to let the Spirit of God breathe through us and work through us. And that is witnessed today in our first reading. It's Peter himself. What we know about Peter is he could be a bit impetuous at times, strong-willed, quick to act, 
quick to judge. And as we may recall from the Scripture passage that would have been previous to this, there was this great debate that St. Paul had to call him out on, and that is whether or not salvation was for the Gentiles. And it was based on this circumcision thing, and Peter's holding his position, and Paul is working on him because the Holy Spirit worked on him. And Peter realized it was of the Holy Spirit. And that's why Peter responds in this. When the people were surprised that the Holy Spirit had come upon the Gentiles. The circumcised believers who had accompanied Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit should have been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they could hear them speaking in tongues and glorifying God. Then Peter responded, Can anyone withhold the water of baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit even as we have? He ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, if you ever feel unworthy of God's love, it is a lie. It is not the truth. God created you and me in divine love. Jesus laid down his life, divine love. And the Holy Spirit wants to blow in and through us like that reed of God, like our Blessed Mother, so that we might know and experience the joy that God desires for all of us and to face the obstacles that steal our joy and tell them to go to the foot of the cross because Christ has accomplished the mission. All we need to do is to receive that truth and live in that love. <laughs>